John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Pod Show listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. Thank you, everybody. Please have a seat. Welcome. Welcome, one and all, in here, out there, all around the world, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. We are now nine months away from the 2024 election, be sure to have your affairs in order. (laughs) With Trump's nomination and near certainty, the MAGA mob is now turning their focus to their leader's last remaining political rival, Taylor Swift. (laughs) Apparently, apparently, Donald Trump and his allies are freaking out over reports that Joe Biden is seeking an endorsement from Taylor Swift. (laughs) I gotta say, come on, Joe. No, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Come on, Joe. Seeking the endorsement of a pop star, don't you think that's beneath the dignity of the office of Taylor Swift? (laughs) She has to have standards. Tay-Tay, Tay-Tay did endorse JoJo back in 2020, and her support this year could be huge. The size of the hugeness, large. Just last year, a single Instagram post of hers led to 35,000 new voter registrations. That's impressive. It's amazing. That's power, okay? It explains the strong finish for write-in candidate. Give her scarf back, Jake. (laughs) Now, reportedly... Is this true? Reportedly... Biden's team is also brainstorming ways to get the attention of Taylor's fan base, including potentially sending the president to a stop on the Eras tour. Oh, <laughs> that would be fun. I wonder what era he'd dress as. I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna guess Mesozoic. <laughs> of course, we can't even fantasize about Joe Biden screaming out the bridge to cruel summer without Donald Trump ruining it. Because Trump is jealous now and privately claiming that he is more popular than Taylor Swift. What? More popular than Taylor Swift? That is insane. Can you imagine Trump selling out stadiums in Tokyo? Uh, konnichiwa, Japan. (laughs) I love your beautiful country, but I have to say, your filet of fish frankly, undercooked. (laughs) No breading. And there's no bread in it. Where's the tartar sauce? (laughs) If that's not ridiculous enough, he's also claiming that he has more committed fans than Taylor does. (laughs) Well, to be fair, in the last three years, about 500 of his fans have been committed to jail. (laughs) And reportedly, sure, jail. 
evidently, Trump has been stewing about this for a while now. Last month, he said it obviously made no sense that he was not named Time Magazine's 2023 Person of the Year instead of Taylor Swift. Yeah, what is the friggin' F time? I am way better than Taylor. Don't they know it's me? Hi, I'm the problem, it's me. <laughs> Don't they know at this point? I'm just... Look, you look at a pro you got a problem. And it's me. Okay, it's the problem. It's me. Also, I have bad blood. Specifically, specifically, it's chunky. Dr. Ronnie says, Dr. Ronnie says, my blood type is Italian wedding soup. <laughs> well, as Taylor would say, haters gonna hate, 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 hate. And no one has more hate, 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 hate than Donald Trump's team, which is now pledging a holy war against Taylor Swift. Oh, come on. You can't have a holy war against an actual angel. Taylor is a being of pure light and goodness sent from heaven to write devastatingly relatable breakup songs. <laughs> but you just, you know they're gonna try. It's gonna be the most intense conflict between a politician and a pop star since Reagan said this. Mr. Gorbachev, please bomb Huey Lewis. Now, Trump's allies are taking their holy war to the MAGA Mecca Newsmax. I kind of have a problem, though, with the hardcore Taylor Swift fans. They are totally over the top, worshiping this woman. I think what they call it is uh, they're elevating her to an idol. In fact, if you look it up in the Bible, it's a sin. Yeah. Stop worshiping false idols and buy yourself a piece of Donald Trump's old suit. <laughs> Look, I'll come out and say it. I'll say it. I don't care who knows it. I'm a hardcore Swiffer. Okay? Hey. I'll, I'll go so far as to say I'm a wet jet. Taylor. Taylor is one of the few joyful things we have in this country. And I'm not going to stand here and let Trump's TV goons drag her into the hell slop of grievance and hair gel. This country dumped Donald Trump, and we are never, ever getting back together like ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Never, ever. Never, ever. Uh-uh-uh. So, MAGA, keep Taylor's name out of your dirty little mouths, okay? <laughs> stick, you stick to your own global superstars. You got plenty of them, right? We don't have a Taylor Swift on our side, but you know who we have? We have Kid Rock, we have Ted Nugent, we have influencers, right? We have all these people, John Voight. Yeah. Yeah, we may not have puppies and ice cream, but we have a three-year-old calendar and a Ziploc bag full of toenail clippings. <laughs> now, Tay-Tay is not the only celebrity making headlines out there. So is Sesame Street resident Elmo, seen here realizing the Emmy's red carpet is made of his mom. <laughs> I know, it's sad. No, I agree. It's, I agree, it's sad. On Monday, on Monday, Elmo posed an innocent question to his followers on Twitter. Elmo is just checking in. How is everybody doing? Oh, Elmo, you sweet, innocent furball. <laughs> Twitter isn't about sincerely reaching out to others. It's about paying $8 a month to be called a libcuck by a guy named Diarrhea King 69 <laughs> Elmo's tweet got tens of thousands of reposts and responses like, Elmo, I'm depressed and broke. 
Elmo, I just got laid off, and every day is like Big Bird crapped on me. It's an even more disturbing image when you remember that Big Bird is flightless. Now, not all... That's a, it takes effort. That's what I'm saying. That takes effort. Not all the responses were depressing. One user just said, hit this blunt, Elmo. Come on. Come on, Elmo does not smoke weed. Elmo is three years old. You're thinking of Cookie Monster. <laughs> Elmo responded to this outpouring of sadness by saying, Wow, Elmo is glad he asked. Elmo will check in again soon, friends. Are we all now Elmo's oversharing co-worker? Wow, the divorce thing sounds tough. Anyway, Elmo was just asking if you were going to use the printer. <laughs> but then, okay. Things are still uh, heating up uh, down there on the Texas border where Governor Greg Abbott is defying the federal government. And Abbott's supporters are currently on a road trip from Virginia to Texas for some vigilante border justice as part of a group they're calling God's Army. Not to be confused with God's Navy, these adorable ducklings. <laughs> yep. Today is day three of God's Army's march to the southern border, and we are learning that things have not gone well. First off, organizers claimed up to 40,000 trucks would be joining, but by yesterday, the convoy was 20 vehicles. <laughs> so, less a convoy and more the funeral procession of a moderately beloved grandma. <laughs> Take a look at this mass uprising. Their story shall be told in the new movie, Sad Max. Now, the lack of numbers is not their only problem. God's army rolled out Monday morning, and almost immediately, one of the vehicles got lost. Which raises the eternal question, why does God let funny things happen to confused people? <laughs> and we're, we're now, is this, is this true? We're now two weeks away from Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, which will be right here on CBS. And of course, you'll all be watching. But after the game, stay tuned for a nearly live late show super post-game super show super, okay? <laughs> we had an extra super, so we just jammed it in there at the bottom. <laughs> This year, the big game is in Sin City, but it might not feel like it for the players because it was just announced that the NFL won't allow Super Bowl players to gamble while they're in Vegas. Wow, that's going to be hard. If you think the players will break that rule and gamble anyways, then place your bets on DraftKings. <laughs> new customers bet five and get 50 in bonus bets and a new unscratchable spiritual itch. DraftKings, it's never been easier to lose your house. Speaking, how we doing? How we doing? Oh, speaking of gambles, there's been a major medical breakthrough thanks to Tesla and SpaceX frontman Elon Musk, seen here successfully imagining the sun with boobs. <laughs> On Sunday, was this just Sunday? Musk's Neuralink implanted a brain chip in his first human subject. It's a milestone that will one day result in the first brain recall. <laughs> now, it's hoped, it's hoped that this, this implant could help people with major spinal injuries, which is fantastic. And if it succeeds, the device will also be able to interpret a person's neural activity so they can control external devices such as a smartphone or computer with their thoughts. Finally, a revolutionary step toward mankind's greatest achievement, opening Pornhub with your mind. <laughs> Billy, 
Billy, what are you doing in there? Not now, Mom, I'm thinking. <laughs> anyway, Billy, <laughs> Billy, we got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Demi Moore. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game, headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. Gentlemen, my first guest tonight is a Hollywood icon you know from Ghost, A Few Good Men, and G.I. Jane. She now stars in Feud, Capote versus the Swans. Please welcome Demi Moore. Look at that. Wow. What an audience. Well, you don't get a Demi Moore every night. In late night. Thank you for being here. It is my pleasure. This is so great. I'm so happy to be well, on. Well, I'm here. happy to have you on. I, I want to read a quote uh, that we found. Okay. <laughs> uh, that you said in 1991 in Vanity Fair. This was the uh, the you pregnant uh, the cover. Cover. Very okay. very famous cover. You said in that interview, quote, "My career has been very slow. <laughs> I'm certainly not jumped into the superstar crowd. I don't know if that'll ever happen." Spoiler to your 1991 self, that, that <laughs> happens. What, what do you think, when you look back, like, is there anything you want to say to that person on the cover of Vanity Fair? By the way, if you're on the cover of Vanity Fair, you're in the superstar it's crowd. <laughs> but what do you, anything you want to say to her about the breadth of your career, like what she has to look forward to? Um, I would say that you should always play the long game. It's not about, you know, just any one thing that you're doing. But I think when you're young and you're just trying to kind of you know, see where you can go. Mm -hmm. I, 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 and you don't yet know what that is. Mm -hmm. So, I, and I think it's just, it's really, what I would say, it's the journey, not the destination. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Well, I want, I, I want to get to, uh, you know, a feud in just a moment. But first, I have to ask you about something far more serious. Okay. Can, can you explain this headline to me? It's, uh, it's from my first news source, Yahoo Life. And it says, Peel Off Moore is the real star of Fashion Month. Can you explain to the Does people? Say fa yes, Fashion, fashion month, month. Wow. Yeah. Who is Peel Off Moore and, and why is, is, is she the Well, first star? of all, Peel Off the Little Mouse is a star. Okay. She is a pound and a half. Um, so this is your dog. This is this photo this here? This is my little teeny tiny companion. Is, that is her. There you go. There's Peel Off. Um, okay. um, she is a, a treasure. She's like my little extra heart. Wow. She wow. is. And, and At a pound and a half, it actually might lighter than your heart. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you that. I understand that you suspect that this beautiful dog, Peel Off, your, your, your extra heart, might be a record setting dog. What do you mean by that? Okay, so we looked into this because she literally is like the size of a guinea pig with legs and a tail. 
And guinea pigs also have legs and tails. Yes, but not, not to steal, peel off thunder. Okay, but you have to understand in the Guinness Book, it's about height. So oh, it's, it's not the lightest dog. It's no, no, about... it's about height. Oh, okay. So her legs, which are kind of supermodel long, um, did not fit as the smallest dog. So Cause, there cause... is another one that is shorter. Because Guinness says, yeah, there's another dog named Pearl. Pearl. That is slightly smaller. Yes. Yeah. How does how does Pilaf feel about that? Well, I think that she and Pearl would be fast friends, but I think that she does feel that, you know, that she's perhaps better appointed. <laughs> does your dog have bigger breasts than the other dog? What are you saying? Better appointed, what does that mean? You know, just her overall, she's just perfectly proportioned. Wow. Wow. I don't, I hope this doesn't come out wrong, but Pilaf sounds like a bitch. <laughs> of the best kind. Of the best kind. Okay. I, I, I want to ask this. I really, I was really hoping is, could we meet Pilaf? I mean, she is usually, she's watching me right now. Um, Oh, could I? Would you mind? Can we go get Pilaf out here? Here we go. You ready? Ladies and gentlemen. Here she is. Oh, my God. Hi. Here, she'll come and say hello. May I? Hi. Oh, look at that. Oh. It, did, does she like strangers, or is she, uh, <laughs> is she going through a moment of stark here, terror right now? Here, let's wipe right your now. nose, just because oh, it's a little cold in here. Oh. Hi, Mouse. Oh, my God. She there gets go. cold a little easily. That's what the shaking is. Mm. Um, there, there you go. You go. <laughs> oh. So, I don't actually want to talk to you anymore. I want to talk to Pilaf. I, I mean... you're nice and everything, but you're not potentially the world's smallest dog. And the truth is, oh. I am her accessory. Oh. There Come you here. go. Go to Come Mama, here. right there. Come here. Oh. Woo. Woo. There we go. Oh, does do she need some? Well, I got some water for her. Right I mean, there. if she, if you wanted her to go swimming. There you go. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have to take a quick break. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Demi Moore, everybody. <laughs> John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. We're back here with the star of Feud, Demi Moore. Okay, I need to ask you about Capote and the Swans. Okay. Okay, so I know who Truman Capote was. Who were the Swans? So the Swans were a group of the social elite, all um, very wealthy women who were the trendsetters of that time, fashion icons and... Um, all Manhattanites. This is all New York? Generally, yes. yes. And what is the fight between Truman and the Swans? So Truman, in his later years, when he was not so healthy, um, uh, he was having a hard time with drugs, alcohol, and um, had promised a book called Answered Prayers. And in this book... 
um, he writes about New York society and he uses very um, intimate stories that have been shared by these women who have befriended him. Um, does he identify them? Is this fiction or is he identifying no, he, them? No, it's, it's definitely, it, he doesn't, he changes the name, but not enough that they don't know. So the feud essentially is that they let him into the inner circle, even though he was a bit of a court gesture for their um, entertainment, um, and betrays them. And so they set out to crush him. Now, my character, though, Anne Woodward, was never accepted into society. She married into it. And I'm kind of his first target um, because I accidentally killed my husband. How? How Uh, did you accidentally (laughs) kill your husband? Um, It was a late night. There was a burglar in the area, and they were sleeping in separate bedrooms. Um, And she thought it was a burglar and fired a shotgun. And in my research, she did, in fact, it was an accident. But Truman set out to basically refer to her as Bang Bang the Murderess. We, we have a clip here of, okay. of your char- character, Woodward, confronting Truman. Anything else we need to know um, about the setup? I think that this, is, this, this woman really did lead a very sad life. Um, and at this point, he's about to um, release an Esquire, an excerpt of his book, that is about Anne's situation with her husband. And I think it's kind of the nail in the coffin. And I think she's just at her, at her end. Um, so that's pretty much set up. Jim. You're telling people that I murdered my poor late husband? Isn't that slander and libel? And you're telling people it's in your new book? Well, if it were not true, it would be libel, Anne, but it is true. And we all know it. And it will be a very interesting chapter. I don't know why you started this. I mean, we... We were close. Just tell me why. Let let, let me go, Slim. No, keys, keys. I mean, it's, it's torture. I hear it everywhere. I don't even know how you can be sitting here with him. Just tell me why, Truman. (laughs) <laughs> that's the um, that's the great Tom Hollander as Truman Capote. Who is a revelation in this? He's extraordinary. He, he's incredible. And it's a murderer's row of of actresses here: Diane Lane, Chloe Sevigny, Naomi Watts, Molly Ringwald, Demi Moore, and Calista Flockhart yes. play the Swans. Yeah, incredibly incredible group of women. I mean, was it was 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 it a fun experience with these other women? I, I mean, it was first of all an incredible company to be in. Just it felt um, like just elevating to be working with such incredibly talented actors. And, and Gus Van Zant directed it. Robbie Bates wrote it, and then Ryan Murphy. It was like it, it couldn't have it couldn't have been a better thing to have said yes to. Well. You're, this isn't the only uh, group of fantastic actors that you've been associated with because you, of course, were a member of what was called the Brat Pack. Yes. Back in the 80s. Kind of defined a lot of the, the young movies of the 1980s. <laughs> yeah. extraordinary, extraordinary group of uh, actors. All, so many of them still with us. Um, uh, there's going to be a documentary about that. Yes. Coming out. What, how, what do you think of when you look back at those years, when you guys were first starting out, kind of lumped together as a, as a, as a unit? I mean, you know, at that time, there weren't really 
it, it was very new to be doing stories about young people. So it was, um, I, I don't think any of us really loved the moniker of being called brats um, because it kind of diminished, you know, our sense of being professionals. Um, sure. Which is what the documentary is about. Andy, uh, Andy, Andrew McCarthy, he's... <laughs> <laughs> You're professionals, gonna, you're not brats now. He's going to kill me. Andy's a brat. Andy, Andrew's a professional, so, exactly. But he, it, it was really this documentary is an exploration of what and how that affected each of us. Like, Rob, it just rolled off his back. For me, I didn't... Most things seem to roll off his he's back. He's good that way. Yes. He is good that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for Andrew, it really affected him in things and choices he made. So I, I haven't seen this yet. I'm, I'm actually quite excited... I'm sorry that we didn't get a chance to all be in the same room together after all this time. Well, maybe for the opening. Hey. Uh, do you still remember the lyrics to San Elmo's Fire? No, but I heard that you've been singing. I'm a man in motion. All I need is a pair of wheels. I forget the next line. St. Elmo's Fire. <laughs> To me, so lovely to meet Thank you. you. Thank you for being on Peel Off. I know, she's You're just settled right anytime. in. You're welcome You don't have to come with her next time. Here, shall I set her down so you really oh. see? Oh. Oh. Let's Woo. put a coffee cup next to her so you get a sense of the scale here. <laughs> Good girl. Guinness Book of World Records, do the right thing. <laughs> the premiere of Feud, Capote versus the Swans, is out now on Hulu. It's to me more, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements. Wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wild Card wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.